Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. It's clear these days it's tough to make time. Schedules quickly become busy and calendars suddenly become full. To that end, DPC is excited to now offer this podcast channel, which will allow you to hear a recording of Sunday's sermon from that day's preacher. Whether you listen while taking an evening stroll, driving to and from the grocery store, or anytime you get a free couple of minutes, we hope it can allow for reflection and spiritual growth during your week. We also invite you to visit www.dtownpc.org to learn more about our church, our various ministries, and online giving opportunities. Thank you for tuning in. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, nueve, diez. My Maisie says this as she joyfully leaps down some stairs in our house and continues in Spanish. My mother's helper is along with me, named Grace, who asks, where did you learn to count that way? To which Maisie replies, I don't know, God just made me that way. Now, before you get too far in thinking that that's such a reply that a pastor's kid would say, I'm fairly certain that it's a response that's rooted in comments more from other people in her life than me, actually. Now, where did she get a concept like that? How do you shape a person in faith to have that response? How is a person of faith shaped? Well, she was shaped by many people church and church friends, her preschool teachers, her other preschool teachers, my mother's helper, our family, our close friends. And I ask, who shaped your faith? Do you have the kind of faith that when you get to a hard challenge, that you have a faith to draw on? Now, Daniel had that kind of faith. He was a person who honored God, and God honored him, and the only thing that the accusers could find on him was his faith in God. Daniel was one of the many Jews in exile from Judah from, and, and lived in Babylon, and he was away from his center of customs and faith. And at this point, it's really easy for him to lose faith. And Daniel was even more distant because he was in the palace he had risen to power in the palace because of his ability to interpret dreams. So left to his own will, Daniel honors faith, his faith in God, and God, in turn, honors Daniel. Just like the account of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego a few chapters earlier, God issues a warning to a king through a dream. Daniel is able to explain it. The king oversteps his power. Faith is tested against this imperial edict and directly defies a king by remaining faithful to God, and then being sentenced to some horrific death penalties, such as the fiery furnace or this pit of lions. And then there's this reestablishment of God's reign. Daniel knew the decree of the kingdom about praying, yet he continued to practice his faith. He continued getting down on his knees to pray to God, and like Psalm 84 today that was read, it's better to always be with God. And Daniel lived by this. So whatever his accusers intend, and to be honest, it was jealousy. They were determined to catch Daniel doing something that he shouldn't be doing. 
They could only find one thing wrong, his strong faith. When people are against you, does it feel like you're thrown into a fiery furnace or a den of lions? Maybe you've been taken to court, or maybe concerns have brought, been brought before HR, or maybe just your older brother or sister tattletailed on you. Well, Daniel remained faithful through it all, and what an example of strong faith. Through this passage, we know as the story of Daniel in the lion's den, but I'm not sure that Daniel and his unwavering faith are actually the main focus of this particular passage. The effect Daniel's unwavering faith has on King Darius and his faith are what I find more interesting. Babylon, of which Darius is the king, has had the exiles living together for so long that they've risen to ranks in the palace. And Daniel in particular um, has had time to befriend King Darius and has shown his faith to King Darius. And Darius in this moment is stuck. In this position of power, he's now caught in turmoil about the right thing to do. It has taken him the entire time and he pushes aside all of his daily duties, and of which I think a king has many, and he spends his entire day trying to figure out how to not get Daniel thrown into the lion's den. Darius, for being a Gentile, has a fairly decent grasp on this God of Israel. And we see that he believes that God has enough power to save a man from a pit of lions. And we even hear it in the essence of his prayer in verse 16. Listen. May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Now, as a king in a powerful position, often a position like this, you might feel very alone in your decision-making. Only his inner monologue to, die, to guide him about the right thing to do, and we find him in turmoil. And he reacts based on outside pressures, outside people and voices in his life, and he's up all night, presumably praying, as it says that he was fasting. Have you ever been up all night with a complex problem? Sure, there are complex problems in our lives, and they keep us up all night. Thinking about the people in Haiti and the earthquake, the Delta variant, concerns about a child or a grandchild, illness perhaps, job stresses, Afghanistan, Schools reopening and max and vaccinations. The king in this position leads us to ask our own question. How do I make important decisions? Do I take time to meditate and pray? Though we aren't left in a cliffhanger about Daniel, we can continue reading the next verses and see that he makes it out of the lion's den unscathed. However, we don't know what happened to the king. We're left knowing that he saw a strong faith in Daniel, and that impacted his faith. What was it about Daniel's faith that was so impactful? It's a powerful thing to observe a life of faith in quiet formation. I invite you to think about a person in your life that has influenced your own faith. We've talked about Maisie, my daughter's faith, and how it was impacted by the community around her, and how Darius was impacted by Daniel's faith, and I'd like to tell you about one person who has shaped my life, my mom. Uh, 
One night we were at a family dinner table and I spoke with my mom and she said that it was okay to share this particular story. My family is the sort of family that despite a busy school and work life and extracurricular activities to balance on top of that, we always had dinner together and no topic was off limits. With my brother eventually being in politics and I in religion, we were in for some rousing dinner table conversations. And they weren't always debatable topics. Some were sharing stories and memories like how our parents met or how travel being so important to our family, where we wanted to go and where we had been. Or even how our day had been or if something was taking up our mind and heart that is coming up that we were caught in our thoughts and emotions about, we would share it at the dinner table. One particular evening at dinner, I can't remember exactly what the issue was that we were talking about, but of course that's not the point. Near the end of dinner, my mom was clearly disturbed about something and she was overwhelmed with some emotion about what we were talking about and recalling the details and in sharing it. So she excused herself from the table and I remember thinking to myself, what is she going to do? And Darius was in the same sort of tough situation. After he goes through with it, sending Daniel to the lion's den, he's not sure what to do. And Darius ends up fasting and praying. So what did my mom do? After I was finished with dinner and I put my plates on the counter, I walked across the house, down the stairs, to the entrance of her bedroom, following the glowing bedside lamp as I peeked around the corner, just as I had done as a child, and saw the dim light over her bed. She was praying. In this challenging moment, my mom turned to God for comfort and for wisdom. For a child to see this example of faith speaks volumes. The impact of this faithful, winsome witness can have is absolutely remarkable. Maisie's layers of messages that God is present in her life and those who surround her. Daniel's faith is constant in his praying. And my mother's faith when I saw her kneeling by her bedside. That story with my mother shaped my life. Maisie is shaped... Daniel is shaped. Darius is shaped. And if you find me to be your associate pastor today, you'll find me to be a person of prayer. And like I said in the children's message today, and the children's message is really for all ages, of course, I emphasize how important that connection with God through prayer is. And so my question today is, what might be the impact of our faith? In your family, as you're walking down Court Street in Doylestown, Borough, and Proper, during the CB East and West football games in the fall, it's quite a showdown, I hear. And even as you walk out of this church, the impact of a faithful, winsome witness is absolutely remarkable. And what could be the impact? God only knows. And that's what I'm going to be praying about. How will we be working on how we can be a faithful, winsome witness to others? 
We need people to feel that calling from God and God to shape our faith together. And you've heard about Maisie's faith and my faith through my mom's faith. And someday I would love to have coffee with you and find out who shaped your faith. This is such a beautiful town, and I want to be part of it. Amen? Amen. Thank you for joining us on your journey of faith. Don't forget to check out www.dtownpc.org to explore all the ways DPC strives to be a bridge for Christ and a beacon of his love.